Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. Now why do I give it? Just curious why I give it. Nobody calls. Yeah they do. Every once in a while mm-hmm. people call. I- well well, uh, I, I did get the correction on, uh, on who shot uh, Jesse James. Bob Ford. Oh. So yeah, I knew it was Ford. I just, but nine two eight four two eight ninety four ninety four. Happy Monday, everybody! Hope you had a good weekend. I did. Had the grandson, and uh, a five year old crawling all over you is like a deep tissue massage. Yes, yeah, it is. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you got yeah. you got one of your own. That's yeah, two. Three? He's almost four. Almost four. Okay. That voice you hear, Dan Curtis, author of The House on the Corner. We're going to talk about his new book today. But, uh, yeah, I, I am not built for that anymore. He went home with Dad, and and my wife looked at me. She goes, Ann, I said, I can't move the right side of my body. <laughs> you, know, you know, you and I are close to the same age, and I think you can appreciate having a four-year-old in the house that still wakes up in the middle of the night, and I have, you know, have to get up and deal with it. It's not as easy as when you were 20. Oh, man, and I thought it was rough then. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I love the book. It is an incredibly fast read. I actually had to stop myself. Really? Yeah. Because I realized I was halfway through, and I was like, "Wait, I'm just blowing through this. I don't want to. I want to. I want to enjoy this." So I actually had to take a break and wow. go do something else, and then go back to it. Um, so let's start with the basics. House on the corner. Uh, for those that want to look it up right now and maybe pre-order before we start our discussion. Well, actually, they can download the Kindle book for free today through Wednesday if they want. And part of the reason that I'm doing that is I would like to get um, reviews up for people to read because a lot of people, you know, if they're going to buy a book, they want to see what other people have said. Well, how do you get that? So the Kindle book is a, is an easy way to do that. So uh, if they and the the easiest way to get there, I found that if I go to Amazon and I just type in the house on the corner, about 150 things turn up. So I have to type in a house on the corner, Dan Curtis, and then it shows up. But the simplest way to get there is if they just go to my website, dancurtismusic.com. It's right there on the homepage, and they can click uh, on the Kindle link and and download the Kindle version. Now, I forgot what the question was you asked No, me. no. That's a, I, want, I want people to buy it. I want you to make uh, some money yeah. off of this. Well, eventually yeah. we'll get there. <clears throat> I mean, it's just barely done. So, uh, But all right. So you can get a free copy right now on your Kindle. Go to Amazon. House on the Corner, Dan Curtis. To really refine that search, right, and it will get you there. Um, I, I got to be honest. So I'm reading the book, and I thought I was going to read a horror story. Oh, and that that put me off. I'm not a horror guy. Mm-hmm, me neither. And then I realized, oh no, I'm reading a mystery. Oh, okay. And then I'm reading science fiction, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's all in here. Yeah. I guess the best way to describe it is that it's a science fiction based mystery. Yeah, there is no horror. I want no, to stress that. No. But it but it starts it gives that vibe at the start. Right. So uh if you are not a horror person like me, don't worry. Yeah. It lasts about four pages. You're good. Well, it it dips in and out of that through subsequent chapters and because <clears throat> the the premise here is that uh this house travels through time. And, and if you look at the cover, uh, I, I wanted it to be so basically the, 
the story spans 500 years and, and, and bounces throughout time. And that was the most challenging thing for me, I think, was trying to make sure that the reader was not lost in where we were in time. And so the mystery, part of the mystery is this, here's this Victorian vintage looking house sort of that has a futuristic edge to it when you look at it. And that's, you know, the picture of it's on the cover. <clears throat> and while we're talking about the cover, I could not, uh, I'm pretty good with Photoshop. And I, I tried to find pictures of, of Victorian houses that I could buy and then manipulate. And I could not make what I wanted. We were just talking about artificial intelligence before mm -hmm. the show started. And so I finally, for the first time in my life, turned to artificial intelligence and I told it the history of this house. And it generated this cover and it was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. But then I had a problem. So the, the, the clock thing that here is kind of in the background behind the house, I put that in. So I did Photoshop a lot of it. That gave me a square image. <clears throat> and I needed to have it an oblong right. uh, rectangle image, <clears throat> excuse me, for the, for the book cover. It worked perfect for the audio book, but the book cover needed to be oblong. And so then I discovered that Photoshop now has artificial intelligence built in, and I told it what I wanted, and it just resized it, and it did a you know, beautiful job. But at any rate... Um, yeah, it's kind of a mystery-based thing, but when you have this house that <clears throat> uh, you can't tell whether it was designed in the future and built in the past, that's the that's part of the mystery that I uh, in in the book. <clears throat> but there's this concept that I I use in there where <clears throat> uh, when the main <clears throat> excuse me got here. Tell you what, why don't you take a uh, take a break real quick, take a drink. Uh, I've been there. I understand. So no worries. Uh, it is. I, I want the house. I'm going to buy the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so would I. I'm looking at the cover right now and I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't want to walk the stairs, but you know. Yeah. Well, there's four stories in it and yeah. a basement. That's so. Yeah. And, and, and more. <laughs> and more. Yeah. And more. Well, so the you, you were touching on the fact that it almost seemed like it was going to be a horror story. Well, yes. the the what you're saying is that uh, the protagonist Jake uh, thinks and his brother think the house is haunted, and what's happening are in some some cases are they're hearing time travelers through the house. And well, and and early on, uh, <clears throat> the first characters we meet, yes, uh, believe there are ghosts. Yes, that's true. So yes. I, that's why I say at first I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a horror story. Well, Victorian house horror oh, story right. makes perfect sense, you know, <laughs> but but then it takes a quick turn and you realize, oh, no, it's not horror. So I was happy about that. Yeah. I was, I, I'm just not that guy. One other thing I have to bring up, I'm reading the book and, and like I say, I had to stop myself because I was going too fast. I just, I couldn't put it down. I just kept reading. And I'm like, okay, stop. Because it was before the grandson woke up. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm enjoying my quiet time and I'm reading. And I'm like, okay, you have to stop because you're going to finish it literally in a couple hours. And I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy it. And I get to about the middle. And I, I'm looking at it and I go, oh, there's a resolution. This is a really good resolution. I'm really happy with this, with this outcome. I'm 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 always happy when a story is resolved 
the way the story should be. Not the way I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? And that's most readers and viewers of television shows get very upset at that. They go, well, this main character died on a show. Uh, Henry Blake got oh, killed right, right. on MASH. MASH. And it's like, no, but that's a great resolution. Yeah. It was the right resolution. Well, because that's what happens in war. Right. So I'm, I'm happy. So I'm reading it. And then I realize, no, I've got a half a book left. <laughs> How can this be resolved if I've still got a half a book? And yeah. and it just goes again and it starts over. It really does. And it it just keeps pulling you in. So I, I incredibly impressed with this. Oh, thank you. Have you made it to the end yet? I have. Okay. So you know you know how that resolves. I too, know right? how that resolves. Yeah. Well Which that- threw another curve at me. I was not ready for that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. You went full MCU. You went full Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. You threw it all in there. Well, the the idea that you there's no up, superheroes. I want to stress. No, there's no superheroes. Far from it. <clears throat> um, the idea that you brought up where in it's maybe a little past the middle where it seems to resolve. Yeah. But then it keeps going. I I've the first movie I saw that in <clears throat> in nineteen what eighty one I think is when uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark came mm-hmm. out. And there's that element in that. Huge. Matter of fact, I was just talking with my wife about that. I didn't like Raiders. Oh, really? I I have to go back and watch it because, and now I realize why. Uh, Spielberg and and Lucas were trying to mimic movie serials. Yes, right. But I didn't know that at the time. Right. And I kept, it kept ending and going. And I'm like, and it was frustrating me. Oh. Either end or don't. But I didn't realize at the time what they were trying to mimic. But see, I like the idea where they, they capture the arc, they get on the ship, and you think, well, this is over. But it's not. And that's I wanted to incorporate that into this book. And I guess I did. Yes. I ma- managed <laughs> to get it done successfully. Yes, you did. How long were you working on the book? Forever. <laughs> so <clears throat> I never intended to write a book. Um, and um, about... Mm, long time ago, five or six years ago, I was driving home. And there there was at that time where I lived, there is a house on the corner. And I came up to the house on the corner and th- there was a family that we knew that had lived there and they had three or four small children. And when we'd come home, I'd, we'd see them playing out in the front and everything. And, and they had moved out about a year prior to this day when I was driving home and I came up on the house on the corner and there were kids playing outside and i got the the shivers you know down my spine and i thought wow what if i was pulled back in time suddenly and up to a year or two ago when this family was was there just as i entered the proximity of the of the neighborhood <clears throat> and i thought that would be really cool well you know that should have been a fleeting thought and move on with life but i couldn't get it out of my head and over several years i kept jotting down notes uh, on this concept of this house that that somehow can't stay in a particular time. And so uh, I kept jotting down notes, and finally, maybe two years ago, I wrote up about 30 pages of it that are now somewhere around Chapter 6, and I handed it to my wife, and I said, read this and tell me if I should keep going or if I should just put this away. Well, she read it, and she said, you should keep going. So I took the next couple of years because, you know, it's not all I do. 
writing in the middle of the night and, you know, different times when I, I'd have an idea and I'd jot it down and then I'd start putting them all together. <clears throat> and then time would go on and I'd, ha and I'd have a different idea because as you, since you've read the book, you, you understand that the first way they thought the time, the house time traveled was not the way the house really time right. travels. And, uh, so that concept sort of changed when I realized that the first way was really not going to happen. And I did a lot of research on what they currently think of particle time. And they have done. Uh, right. I, I remember that in the book where it was mentioned. Yeah, we've sent particles. Particles. And that's true. Yeah, yeah they've sent particles uh, that arrived on the other end before they sent them. So, <clears throat> um, so I just kept pecking away at it. And finally, uh, uh, toward the end of this last year, I, I got it finished. And then what do you do? You know, I had to figure out how to get it published. <laughs> get it out there so that's where we are now it's out there and available i i'll be honest what i what i really like about this and i've read a lot of first novels from from people mm -hmm. people i know people i don't and what i find is most basically write their own story mm. and they try to fictionalize it and it feels like a first novel you know what I mean? It right, just right. it just does. And that's fine. Everybody's got to start somewhere. <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yours didn't feel that way. This doesn't feel like, oh, it's Dan Curtis writing about Dan Curtis. But it's not Dan Curtis. It's Dean Cornish. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not that. Well, I've, I've never time traveled. I, so. was, I would hope yeah. not. Because so, if you I did, of. you'd be wealthier. <laughs> I would be, yes. Right. We would all get uh, Gray Sports Almanac. <laughs> right. And bet the Cubs in 18. Um, when did they win? They won the year after, right? I don't uh, know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sports oriented. So well, I, I mean, Back to the Future. In the back, yeah, I don't remember yeah, what it was. But I want to yeah, say if, they were supposed to win in 18, and they actually won the World Series in, I thought it was 19. It, yeah, I don't I know it was like right after that, you know. Uh, but yeah, we would all do that if we. Right. Let's, let's be honest. You know, as far as Back to the Future goes, there's an interesting story on that. Another time travel story. Uh, the guy that wrote that, Bob Zemeckis, uh, he got the idea for that because <clears throat> he thought he viewed his his parents one way, and he looked up um, after his father passed away. He found his yearbook, and he looked him up in high school, and he thought my dad was a, like a total dweeb, and. So that's why he thought, what if you time traveled back to the future or back to the past and found out that your parents were not the way you thought they were, you know, and that was that was how he came up with that. And I would have thought it'd be the exact opposite. Don't we mostly think our parents are out of touch? And then we look back and they go, wait a minute, they were kind of cool. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Well, there's there would be that, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I but it doesn't feel like you're incorporating you or your family into this. It didn't feel that way. It really felt like you were creating a world. Yeah. Well, I was. I think, though... Well, I mean, I'm, that's every writer's intention, right. but rarely does it succeed because we, and I include myself in this, I've written for the stage. Mm -hmm. you, you incorporate what you know into it rather than try and explore what you don't. I think that's what sets King apart from so many people. Mm -hmm. um, he just says, all right, I'll do a little research and then I'll come up with something. Right. I think though, the people that you know, 
if you write a lot like Stephen King does, uh, you can only stretch that so far anyway. But <clears throat> there are um, there are elements of people that I uh, know in this, myself in in this, and how I think is is the book. You know, I mean, is generated in that. There's scenes between the protagonist Jake and his wife that mirror my relationship with my wife. Um, you know how she gets ready in the morning and things like that. And and when she read this, she she beats she, you to the to, yes. to the bathroom. Yeah, all right. And she wants to be done before I even get out of bed. <laughs> so yeah, that so that part you know mirrors real life. So I I think we have to pull from experiences that we've had, people that we know. Uh, characters, you know, everybody has a, a personality that you can draw from, and so all the characters in this are. I had a, I I wrote up a sort of a backstory of of all who all these people are, um, because you have to know who these who they are before you can anticipate how they would react in a situation. I think Reed Richards has gone deaf. You can hear him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in the studio next door on Cat Country. He's getting louder because he's, yeah, he's bleeding getting older too. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, I could go on about that when I <laughs> when I listen to his. He's he's missing about eight k up. Uh, <laughs> you know, it hurts his um, frequencies uh, because I hear that in his mixing. He can't he can't hear that. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have said that on. Yeah, it's all right. He doesn't listen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's in the studio next door, and we we often go to him here on on Voice of the Valley. And I just I was listening, and I'm like, holy cow, he's really coming he's, through strong. He just looked over here. I think he knows we're talking about. Him. Yeah, he probably tapped into the board. <laughs> he's nodding his yeah. head. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's he's probably playing commercials or music right now, so he's listening to us through the feed. You're loud, Reed. That's all we're saying is you're loud. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, we got off track. Um, yeah, I, one of the things I, I was taught early on when I was studying acting was people watch. Mm, right. And, yeah. and they said, look, you'll never, ma- you'll never create a real character if you don't observe real people mm-hmm. because you're making caricatures otherwise. I'm assuming it's much the same yes. because the people yeah. felt real. Right. That's what, as I said, they're patterned after people that I, I either know personally or uh or have observed through different means. 428-9494. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, see if Reed fires me. Uh, It's a possibility. It could happen. All right, we'll be back more with Dan Curtis, The House on the Corner. You can get it for free on your Kindle right now. Go to Amazon, House on the Corner, Dan Curtis. Back right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Dan Curtis is here. He is the author of The House on the Corner, which you can read for free right this very second. Go to Amazon Kindle, and all you have to do is search The House on the Corner, Dan Curtis. Make sure you do both, because otherwise you'll, you'll get about 800 different House <laughs> yeah. on the Corners. Uh, and you'll be able to read it for free. Uh you also did the audiobook, correct? Yes. So uh, we were talking during the break. 
the sample that you used for the audiobook uh-huh would you yeah. like to sure yeah live read it for us yeah uh, we'll see how well I do because you know when you record it you can fix all your mistakes and I make plenty of them <clears throat> and then nobody knows but so uh, I've actually recorded a lot of audiobooks and in every audiobook if people are not familiar with them uh, they always have a snippet four to five minute snippet that you can listen to so this section here is probably not quite that long but as I said earlier in in our discussion um, this was based off of me coming home and seeing a house on the corner and having that experience where I thought wow what if I was transported back in time so this is where that ends up in the book and it's in chapter six by now At about 5 o'clock p.m., he loaded up his tools and headed home. He had forgotten about the conversation with the new renter until he rounded the corner and came up to the entrance of his neighborhood. When the house on the corner came into view, he remembered that he was supposed to stop by. As he approached, he saw several kids playing in the front yard. That's kind of odd, he thought to himself. I didn't realize the renter had kids. As he came nearer to the house, a chill went down his spine. The kids playing in the front yard were his niece and nephew, Thomas's kids. Somehow they looked younger than the last time he saw them. He dismissed the spine-tingling sensation, thinking that Thomas must be there, despite his refusal to ever set foot in the house again. An uneasy feeling began willing up inside him when he saw Janet's car parked in the driveway. Thomas had sold the car after her death, but there it was, back at their old house. As he pulled up in front of the house, The kids ran up to his car to greet him. Hi, Uncle Jake, little Jeffrey said. Hi, guys. Is your dad inside? No, Jeffrey replied. He hasn't come home from work yet. Mom's in the kitchen, though. The tingle down Jake's spine returned. He didn't understand what his nephew meant since the boy's mother had been dead for nearly a year. He wasn't quite sure how to approach the situation. What do you mean your mom's in the house? He finally asked. Mom's in the kitchen making dinner. Jeffrey said. Are you and Mia, Aunt Mia coming over? Jeffrey, your mother is... Jake's voice trailed off as he looked up at the house and saw Janet through the kitchen window. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta clear my throat. That's not possible, he muttered to himself in amazement. So... It... You, you introduced the character of Janet, and I will say there is... There's a moment of heartbreak in the book. Now, it's not what I think. When you when you read the book, your introduction to Janet, there is. I don't want to give stuff away, but it, it's it's <laughs> early. It's early in the book, so there's trauma. Yes. Well, obviously she's dead. Yes. I right, just yeah. read she dies. Um, that's not the heartbreak to me. The heartbreak is when somebody shares information about Janet a little bit later. Oh, yes. And yes. and Janet's future. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that was even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, how, how, you, you, that's a real teaser, isn't it? Yeah. I, it, and because it felt more real. Does yeah. that make sense? Right. How do you get in that mindset? Because the, the adage is... Uh, a creator has to be willing to kill its progeny. <laughs> and then from, you know, we always say, well, you write yourself in a corner. Well, why? Because 
it's not creative if you don't. Yeah, you and, do right. I you do definitely write yourself into a corner. But with time travel, you can go back and change. And and so, but the thing that I find I found you're mentioning this brings up a good point. Because I wouldn't think that. I know you have to at some point. You know, you want the good guy to be good. You want the bad guy to be bad. I don't care. It's a Western. John Wayne. Right. You know, he's got to be the good guy. But the reality is Shades of Grey. There's a little bad and good in everybody. Exactly. Needs to be there. The best villain (laughs) believes they're the hero. Yeah. Well, and that's this this one. Yeah. So Uh, it's very important. But you also have to be willing to sacrifice people. Uh, uh, Scream. Scream. Right, is Scream the parody or the the one where Drew Barrymore, uh, that horror movie? Again, don't like horror, but they introduce the character that Drew Barrymore plays. I'm not giving anything away because this movie's like 25 years old, <laughs> and she's killed in the before the credits. You don't think that you think she's the hero, mm. and and it's the subversion of expectation that right, that yeah. really draws you in. It's kind of the same thing here where you. Because it's time travel. Right. I'm I'm reading this and I'm going, oh, okay. Things are going to get fixed. Things are going to go back. Things are going to do this. And then you hear this one bit of trauma, uh, this, that this tragedy right. that cannot be changed. Right. And that really just hits you right in the heart. Well, <clears throat> that came about because um, the more I had my head in this whole idea of time travel, it, you begin to, it, it begins to melt your brain. Because you realize, I began to realize, man, if if people really could time travel, that would screw everything up. I mean, beyond fixable. And what I what I as I as I realized that, so that what you're describing was not originally going to be part of the story. But as I realized, you know, you can't change everything by time travel. You just can't. Some things are going to be inevitable, and if you if this doesn't happen, then that might happen. And that's that's what precipitated that. Uh, the and butterfly people, effect. People, I guess, will have to read the book to understand what we we're talking. I about. know time travel, <laughs> and, and time travel does just break your mind. It really can, and I, it, it's challenge. I'm a comic book guy. I've, yeah, been, I've yeah. been reading time travel for fifty years, and I still. How, what's the phrase you used? Fragments. Time fragments. Time fragments. Yeah. And I thought that was the best way to just say, yeah, we can't explain this. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Some, it, it, time just a little chipped, a little chip came off, and now it's floating. And <laughs> it's, yeah, just floating around through time. Yeah, so we're going to have to deal with that. Uh, it's it's a fun, fun read. I cannot stress that enough. It really is. And and maybe it's just because I like to read that I, I just blew through it. And when I'm engaged in a story, I never want to put it down. And I really had to force myself to um, because I wanted to enjoy it. I didn't just want to go through it. Right. You know, because uh, I've had a few of those on here where I just kind of had to go through it. <laughs> but that wasn't the case with this. So I, I cannot recommend enough. Please do. And heck, it's free right now. You if, know, you do, if you do download it, I would ask that you leave a review. Uh and whatever review you choose to leave, I'm not asking for great reviews because bad reviews can be helpful as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really engagement. Unfortunately, when it comes to that sort of thing, it's engagement more than the actual response. Yeah, right. That, that drives things in front of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, internet just irritates me. 
<laughs> it should be good it's things. Changed everything. It should be good things come float to the top, not not just anything that's engaged. Yeah, but it is what well, it is. It, it's true. But I do. I totally recommend it. And then <clears throat> once you read it on your Kindle, get a hard copy. Yeah, you, know, you want it on your bookshelf because you're going to go back to it, and you're going to go back to it because. It's time travel, and it's going to warp your mind, and you're going to want to go back and go, wait a minute, I, I need to double check this and see, because <laughs> that, that didn't make sense, or that, wait, what? Because <clears throat> it's time travel. Yeah, true. So what's next? I don't know. I, uh, I've i kind of waited to see, uh, like I said, I never anticipated writing a book, but if it does well, I have two other sequels I could write. Um. Uh, and with time travel, anything's possible. I might take it uh, as you as you get to the end. You realize that the the machine is capable of more than just traveling through time, and I might explore that more. There, there is the argument amongst <clears throat> physicists that you don't actually time travel; you move to another dimension, and that's in the book. So, yeah, right. well, I wasn't going to give the book. I was going right. to, I was going to try and deviate it over to physicists, but, but, but that's, well, but that's where that came from. Right. So, and that hasn't, that is not explored in this book right. very much. So, so yeah, there, there's plenty of opportunity there to, to take the concept anywhere. And realistically, you can incorporate almost any character once you right. have this MacGuffin <laughs> and, and that's what a, a time machine is, is a mm -hmm. MacGuffin. And you have it, now you can bring in anything you anything, want. Anything, right. So uh, I I would certainly hope. I love giving other people work. Go to work. Write another book. <laughs> I'm great at that. I can, yeah, well, I've already started, like I did on this one, tinkering with, with notes and things. So, you know. But I, I don't think I'll let it take me five years to, to get another one out. That's a long gestation. Yeah, it um, is. That's, that's almost elephant-like. But, but th I think that's not uncommon for first books um because you don't know what you're doing and now that I've, i'm through it and through the editing process uh i went through the audiobook with the actual book one last time and then i found just one typo and so i we got that down pretty well i mean i might have missed some but i don't know if you caught any i didn't see any um there's a one place where i put a question mark where it should have been a period that's all i found okay i didn't notice any I will say there was there was one stretch where I thought the dialogue didn't fit the time period. Oh, that's possible. There yeah. was, was just one, but you know, yeah, it's small stuff happens, and it did not take me out. <laughs> it, I barreled right through that. There was just there was just one uh, when one of the early children mm -hmm. was talking, and there was one phrase. It was just one phrase, and it just caught me, and I went, "Oh, that's modern." possible I, yeah. I tried to i had not people a typo, look at that though. i had people yeah. look at that actually to try to harmonize the time period but yeah again because well you can you can write future because yeah. we don't know what the future is but past is kind of written down for us right. so yeah. we, we have to adhere uh that was the argument with daniel day lewis doing lincoln was mm. we don't know what he sounded like true yeah so he decided all right well i'm just gonna make him a little high-pitched <laughs> all right it worked <laughs> Uh, again, on Amazon Kindle, The House on the Corner, Dan Curtis. You can download it for free. Please leave a review. After you read it, then purchase your hard copy. Uh, Dan will be everywhere to sign it. <laughs> right. <laughs>
You'll at least see him at, at a Gila Idol. I'll be at Gila Idol. Yeah, that's there true. you go. Dan Curtis, thank you so much. Thanks. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I am out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. 